This week's episode is sponsored by Helio Gas Detection. And Hi everybody, this is Pat here from the Smashing Skull Sessions and welcome to the final episode of 2023 of The Review Room and thankfully guys we've got all four of us attending. So Rich B, Rich M, Tim, thanks for coming on lads. How you doing? Hello. Right, so this show we all agreed it's very hard to pick albums of the year. So we're going to go with 12 essential albums of 2023. I think we're all happy with that tag, aren't we? Yeah. We, yeah. we do like a tag, don't we? We love we love a tag. We like to put things in boxes. <laughs> so look, I'm going to kick it off. We'll all do one track each. We go around in, in uh, clockwise, I suppose, whatever way it works out here. So look, I'm going to go to the very first album for me of 2023. has to be an essential album for everybody. Is Ucrit. They're from Australia. Atmospheric black metal band. And we'll have a quick chat about it. I'll just play it there first. So there you have it, lads. Track number one of our 12 essential albums. That is Ucrit from Australia. Atmospheric black metal. Released in February 2024. And I suppose the reason I picked this is just the absolute power, lads, that's in this when it opens up. Like that first opening riff. It's, it's a slow start, but when the first riff comes in, the power, lads, I hadn't been that excited about an opening few minutes of any track or album since Tierna's Lose Yourself to Find Peace. I, I, I think they're sort of on a, on a par when this came in. Just when you think it can't build anymore, there's another layer on top of another layer. Then it breaks down and it just does it all over again, over two tracks, 16, 17 minutes each. These celestial sort of sounds and airs hovering over it throughout the whole album just sucks you in. Like it's, it's just flawless as far as I'm concerned. It's a 10 out of 10. Even has sort of some 70s Pink Floyd vibes at times as well. The dreamy psychedelic stuff. So yeah, this track had to be in the top 12, I think. So that's why I had to make sure it was one of my three. But I have a feeling Tim may have squeezed this into. Am I right, Tim? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh probably probably my uh album of the year. <laughs> so I, I bought it, of course. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, a, a two-man band, and uh, it feels like they're with 10 people in there. Mm. Um, instrumental, yeah. Also uh, very important to to say. Um, I I think uh, there is a lot of atmospheric black metal in it, but also a lot of post metal, post rock. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So mm. yeah, it's, it's very impressive. Um, 
I came across it uh, just by seeing the artwork. I, lo I love black and white artwork, and I thought, okay, I have to listen to that. And the music was fantastic. So um, yeah, mad, isn't it? How how artwork determines whether yeah. you listen to something or not. It does happen, though. Yeah, does. I find a lot of a lot of good new bands uh, just by artwork, and then I'm interested and. Just very briefly too, yeah. When I go through Bandcamp, you know the way Bandcamp is set up, lads, and you can scroll through and you see the artwork of the albums. Yeah, I do make decisions based on what I visually take in from yeah. that. Me yeah. too. Really? Yeah. I, I think a bad cover can make you not pick something up mm -hmm. because it's terrible. Yeah. And I think oh, a brilliant yeah. cover can make you go, "Oh, I'll give that a listen." But I think there's mm -hmm. the stuff in the middle, maybe not so much. Yeah. But the mm -hmm. extremes definitely. Yeah, so lads, look again. This uh, I think Tim agrees. This had to be in the top twelve for me anyway, and for Tim. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, lads, but look, it's there. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. It's not something I'm um not a band I'm familiar with. Have they released stuff before this, or is this their debut? Well, this is the first I've heard of them. Have you heard from them before, Tim? No, no, no. It's the first time I heard. Yeah. I think they. I knew uh, nothing this, about them until this year when that dropped. It's the second album, I think. Okay. Yeah. Tim, as you're talking, look, we're going to go to you next, I think. Do you want to introduce this? Do the... you put it on or? Oh, do, yeah, do you want to introduce it there, Tim? And we'll... Oh, yeah, we we'll want to introduce <laughs> <laughs> You don't mind. Um... We're such a professional outfit this evening, aren't we? It's all going yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. If they only knew what was going on in the background before this yeah. started. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first track you want us to play, Tim, of your three? Um... The unbeholding. <laughs> I just said this. I can see the artwork there. Is yeah, yeah. Phantom went Winter lads. Phantom Winter, fantastic. Uh, German band Ford album. Her cold materials. It's it's called. Great stuff. And, um, they play Winter Doom as they call it themselves. Nice, nice. So it's doomy with uh, a lot of stuff happening in there. Two Excellent. singers that scream at each other and. Yeah. Um, let's give it a listen, Tim Boy. Let's give it a listen. Yes. Give it a spin.
Right, so there you have it, lad. That is album number two. That's Phantom Winter. Tim, give us a few reasons why you picked this bad boy. Yeah, I, um, I'm following this band from the beginning. Um, first, uh, you had uh, Omega Massive, and a German uh, band. They split up, and when uh, two bands came out of that, Cranial, great band also, and uh, uh, two members uh, formed uh, Phantom Winter. And this is the fourth album. Um, saw them two times live, and it's very uh, impressive, very uh, extreme heavy. Um, yeah, and I, I really love this album uh, in, in the whole package. Like uh, you can you can see it in the artwork. The artwork um, uh, is 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 painted by it's it's, it's drawn by the the singer. Uh, okay, and um, yeah, it's, it really fits the songs. Mm. It's it's a coming of age uh, horror tale, um, based on oh, I have to look it up. Um, based on the novel by Philip Pullman. Okay, uh, his Dark Materials. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a concept album. Um, yeah, six songs. Very different, very extreme, very... Uh, the vocal uh, arrangement is nice in the tin, isn't it? The vocals, how they switch vocals. is nice. Yeah. From extreme to clean and yeah, some sampling and uh, yeah, so it's... This is my... Um, it was a you creator or a phantom winner for my album of the year, so it's very <laughs> close. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, you, um, luckily, you got two of them in anyway. You got to see two of them. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a great album. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it too. And um, since uh, you actually reviewed this as well, Tim, didn't you? Yeah. During the year, and I remember listening to it that time. Yeah, love the two. Love the atmosphere of it. Atmospheric doom metal. It is beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, anyone else give it a listen yet? I've not. If I'm honest, no. no. Well, lads, it's in our top 12, so be sure to give it a chance. Uh, so that's the second track of 12 Essential Albums, or 23. That is Tim's first choice, Phantom Winter. And the album is called again, Tim? Her Cold, Her materials. cold materials. Yep. Excellent. Go cool. check them out, lads. Check out their Bandcamp page and give them all the support you can. Right. Album number three. Let's go to you, Rich B. It's an album, is it? Not a track? An album this time. Hey, excellent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just being a twat. Um, so, Din of Celestial Birds, uh, I think they were one of the first bands that um, I brought to the review room um, after the release of um, their album, The Nicest for Dreamers. I think um, there was a full running track before the album came out. These guys hail from Leeds, they're a five piece. Um, I think a lot of them have been in previous Leeds bands, more sort of in the metal arena. And this much more is in sort of the post-rock, post-metal genre. Um, the album came out on the 11th of August on a cheery wave records and also a thousand arms music elsewhere. Um, came out right before Rich and I saw a absolutely spectacular performance from them at ATG, uh, which went down such a storm. They've been invited back next year for the Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the track I've picked is the last one on the album, uh, one of eight tracks, and it's called I Love You, But It's Killing Me. Excellent. Let's give it a blast. Mother and I are separating. I 
Right, so there you have it, guys. Din of Celestial Birds. What more can you say, Rich? Do you want to add to what you've already said about these guys? Yeah, I think um, unlike a lot of post-rock bands who stand and play, when we saw them live, they put so much energy into it. Um, they blew everyone away. I mean, the tent was packed, so obviously they 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 made an impression through either yeah. social media or the album's recent release. Because um, I know a couple of the guys are pretty active on all the uh, post-rock boards on uh, mm -hmm. Facebook. Um, and they put so much energy and so much into their performance. It was almost as if their lives depended on it. Yeah. Um, a bit like Caspian. They did remind me of Caspian, not as much in sound, but just in terms of, you know, playing as if their lives depended on it. And yeah. I think that's what appeals to me the most, listening to the record as well, because they put so much into the arrangement, the production, the sampling, um the crescendos you know when they when they climax they properly climax <laughs> <laughs> which we all enjoy obviously um, it's uh, uh, it's, can't be uh good climax, huh? yeah you can't be the good <laughs> climax and yeah and yeah just that that energy is just really really infectious um yeah I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it just comes across, that comes across really well on the album. Comes yeah. across possibly not the right term to use considering you're talking about Climax. Um, Lads, we apologise. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. nearly Christmas. it's nearly Christmas. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's, some, there's some ambient moments, and even the ambient moments are full of tension because you're just waiting for mm. something to explode or, or some, some crazy man start talking over the top of it. Uh, now, you did that. I, I kept a straight, <laughs> straight face on that bit. Um, it's yeah. definitely my favourite post-rock album of the year by some distance, I mm. would say that much. The energy they bring is something incredible, Rich, isn't it? I know you saw them at ATG. I saw them last year at um, A Half Dare in London, True Celestial oh, yeah. Diadem. Yeah, which they're doing again this January. I saw that. That lineup is something else, isn't it? Is it is fantastic. It is fantastic. LOE opponent as well, aren't they? Last they're headlining it now, yeah, with Mountainscape and a few others. Yeah. It's, it's going to be incredible. But yeah. even then, before that album came out, obviously, they played, and I just said, fuck it. We have something special with these guys. Definitely. And uh, as I said, I know Andy Gill through social media, as you said, he's quite active always pushing the band. You can tell the energy and the drive they have. I think they deserve everything yeah. that's happened to them in 2024. It's been a huge year for them. Or 23, sorry. It's been a huge yeah. year for them. I was yeah. hoping they might get fetched over to Dunk, actually. Sorry, Rich. But, um, I mean, that might still come because Dunk have only just started announcing bands, haven't they? I'm still hopeful yeah. that will happen too, yeah. Yeah. I saw them at ATG, as you say, Rich, and I really enjoyed them. They wouldn't normally necessarily be what I would class as a band I'd, type of music I'd rush to see, but they had an edge to them that I really enjoyed, and and it, that edge is there on the album as well. So yeah, for me, it's one of the it was a good album. Good album. Yeah, Tim, you have an vinyl, I'm guessing there alongside you. <laughs> yep, and I uh, heard it uh, thanks to uh, Rich. Um, yeah, I was completely uh, overwhelmed by it, and yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the, the combination of post rock and post metal, so the heavier parts in it also yeah um i love the song about uh, charles uh, Bukowski. Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my uh, post rock album of the year also. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, there's just nothing you can criticize in this. It's just oh. post rock perfection. I would call this album. That's yeah. A little bit of a, an obsession with sex, perhaps. But uh, oh no, sorry, that was us. That was us, just yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll laugh when they hear it themselves. I'm putting that on them. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Rich, for that one. That was a great track. Yeah, third track in the Essential Twelve. That's bringing us on to track number four. Oh, Rich Murphy, lead away. Yeah, it's one of mine. Um, this is uh, Dorothea Cottrell, who was the uh, lead singer of uh, doom metal band Windhand. Um, obviously been around a while. Um, and this is her second solo album. The first one was eight years ago, so it's been a long time coming. And the, the first one was excellent. So this was heavily anticipated. Nice. Uh, the album's Death Folk Country. Um, and the song I picked to play is uh, Harvester. Fantastic. Let's give it a spin. Right, so there you go. That is our fourth album that came from Rich Murphy. Rich, do you want to talk more about Dorothea Cottrell? Yeah, I I think this is one of the rare albums where actually the, the title reviews the album, Death Folk Country, is exact, exactly... Absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's some really nice ambient stuff in there. It's got a darkness to it. It could be quite serene in places. It's great musicianship. But I absolutely love her voice in it as well. I think her voice is sort of just sits there and it's haunting to me. I, I it really it's really rich, it's really clear, it's it's a, a great combination. And I just find myself getting lost in the album. It's as good as the first one, and that is a bigger compliment as I can give it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I gave it a spin over the last couple of days as well. I love that folky aspect to it. I love that those country undertones. That quivering, quavering vocal is just beautiful isn't it you could listen to it anywhere anywhere there's a bit yeah, of depth and there's a bit of and you sort of find yeah. yourself oh man I, yeah. I looked at i know it was written somewhere maybe in the bio and it said her voice fills the emptiest of canyons i mean that says it all doesn't it you know when yeah. you consider what you're listening to that sounds um, like something you would have written pat once upon a time rich i would have managed something like that yeah <laughs> very, very yeah but powerful. yeah it is it is incredible incredible um, anyone else in that one? I'm familiar with Windhand to a certain extent, mainly mm. thanks to Rich, but um, I, I was unaware of, of the fact that um, there was some solo material. Um, so, yeah, I'll certainly check it out, as I will 
you know the the, the full list because yeah. um, even though I normally take no notice of anything else you three say when it comes to music, <laughs> you kind of know what you're talking about. So, um, <laughs> well, um, fair point. Fair point. The compliment, Rich. Oh, you should. Yeah. I'm well, there you go. So, guys, that is album number four in our twelve essential albums. That is Dorothea Cottrell. Dead for Country. Rich Murphy, thanks for bringing that one to the table. Nice. It was something new for me. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Next track is for myself. <laughs> Album number five for me is what I'm wearing, actually, the T-shirt. Irish band hailing from Belfast. The band is Doan. It's essentially an EP, but there was no way I was leaving this out. No chance. So let's have a bit quick listen first. So there you have it, the fifth album, lads, and our 12 essential albums had to be Doan for me, Nimue. As I said, it probably is an EP, but look, it was just too special to leave out. For me personally, like on a music level, this album brought two of the biggest influences I've ever experienced in music in the last 20, 30 years, which would have been the doom aspect in the early 90s and mid 90s, that British doom bands like Paradise Lost and My Dying Bride and the likes. And then you it brought with it then this whole atmospheric post-black sound, which I got into in the last maybe eight years when the same Petersburg bands like Tierna, Show Me a Dinosaur, Old Hava, when they all came aboard. Like, um, so it's just two worlds colliding and I'm just sitting in the middle of it. The happiest man ever. This album is incredible. Aesthetically, visually, the thing is beautiful. Um, the artwork is incredible. Um, and Ace, who plays the drums and sings along with Andy, these guys are just gifted. She's gifted. Her talent is just ridiculous. Harmonies, melancholic <clears throat> undertones, incredible vocal deliveries. Everything is so well crafted, well thought out. And then to bring, I mean, as if that isn't enough, you're bringing the likes of Joe Quill then to, um, to guest on a track. You know, I mean, that says everything. When you see Joe Quill coming and doing that for Dowen and Dowen asking Joe Quill again, just shows the type of people that these guys are, these artists, you know, they, they're all incredible. And as well as that, Ines, as I said, who's a drummer, lads, from Dowen, did the artwork for uh, Joe's latest album. 
So that's just one to know there, which is not a thing of beauty. So yeah, a 10 out of 10 album released October 20th through the label These Hands Melt, who are sort of an up and coming label and they are fantastic lads. There's some brilliant bands in the roster and I reckon 2024 is going to be a big year for them as well. Um, anybody else want to add to Darwin? It's Nimue. And we did a song on the on the review room. I reviewed the album actually, yeah, and I interviewed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And myself yeah. and Rich yeah. uh, Dewey interviewed him as well. So yeah, it's just yeah. It's, it's a special, special album for me, without a doubt. Yeah, we, we did Morning Star as well, actually. Yeah, so yeah, they, I think that's the one I missed. They've got plenty of coverage from us. Since then, yeah. I, I've been listening to the album, so I, I agree on you. It's a cool album. Yeah, cool album. Nice. So there we go. We're already on album number six, guys. We're going to go to yourself, Tim. What do you want to bring to the table? A Pregnant Light. And this uh, album is called uh, Capacity for Living. Uh, we also reviewed one song Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of re- review rooms uh, ago, mm-hmm. but it was a different song. It was not on this album. Um, there are twelve tracks on this this album, um, but ten of them were already released uh, last year. Yeah. Each each month, one one song, and now in the beginning of uh, this year, uh, the the songs with two bonus tracks were uh, remastered and. Put on this album nice. uh, together. It's only uh, for sale on cassette, but it's sold out and it's digit uh, all digital, so it's not on a LP or CD yet. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and uh, I came across it uh, by uh, by incident. I saw a video clip on Cold Nation, and I thought, "Whoa, what's this?" And and that was it. The rest is history, as they say. The rest is history. <laughs> let's give it. Let's give it a listen. Yeah, we go uh, to listen to the song uh, Too Pure. So they have an album number six, lads. A pregnant light, Tim. Do you want to add to what you've already said about this album? Yeah, it's um, uh, a pregnant light. Is a one-man band uh, by the Demi and Master. And what I like uh, about this this album uh, is his music. He calls it a uh, purple metal, but um, yeah, it, it, it's got uh, black metal influences, uh, heavy metal, uh, post-punk. 
so there's a lot of uh, uh, aggression in it. Mm. You really should uh, listen uh, uh, listen to the the music on Bandcamp and and uh, read the lyrics along. So it's very uh, intense, personal. Um, so it's aggression, but also some sometimes it's also uh, almost danceable. Um, yeah, yeah, I really loved it from from start and still listening it a lot. So uh, uh, definitely in my year list. That that's um, a good gauge, isn't it, Tim? When you, when you come back to something, you know, if something was released yeah. back in February, March, and you're still listening to it at the end of the year, like it speaks volumes, isn't it? Yeah, and I thought the rich rich M also knows the band right uh, in the yeah. review room you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think I almost bought the same track as you and had to change my mind one one uh, <laughs> one episode. Yeah, again, it, everything that um, Tim said, it, it's a it's a great album, and um, I like I like what he does. It's it's good music, and it, it's different. It's varied. Um, yeah, thoroughly good album. Absolutely varied, isn't it? Talk about pigeonholing. We've done it so much this year, but you can't pigeonhole this bad boy. Uh, no. You have post hardcore, you've got shoegaze, new wave, there's, there's, there's everything there. You've got as you post black, maybe a bit insider too. It still has everything. And again, Tim, I know again another album that you actually reviewed, am I right, during the year? Yeah. The yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, and Damien got on to us, lads, and you know, he's he's messaged us a few times and he is the nicest fella, the most humble of guys. I mean, he deserves all the respect and all the applause that's there with this album. So um kudos to him. And, and it's good to see someone who's willing to try and do something that they've not done before and not stick to what they've done because it's worked. Just give something a go. Exactly. Mm. People are afraid to step outside the box at times, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. You know, but this guy isn't. Absolutely, Damien, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, album number six, lads, in our 12 essential albums. Next, we're going to go to Rich Bewley. Rich, what's next on their list? I've got no idea. Is it uh, there? Will there will be fireworks next? There won't be fireworks because you're a spot on. Yeah, go ahead. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so this only came out on the third of November, so I might be suffering from a little bit of recency bias. I'm not sure. Um, it came out on a label which I think might even be the band's own, the Imaginary Kind. It's not a label I'm familiar with, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of assuming it might be theirs. Um, and it's a Scottish band's first LP for ten years. Must admit, knew the name before, kind of associated with post-rock, but never listened to their music. Um, and this record came out with much sort of fanfare and blowing with lots of um, horns in indie rock circles. So I thought, actually, I'll check it out. Mm. And absolutely loved it. Um, it's unusual for what we've been reviewing this year. And I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but the track that okay. I'm collected is called Holding Back the Dark. Great stuff. Let's give it a go. Let the world 
So there you have it, guys. That is Rich Bewley's album. That's There Will Be Fireworks, Rich. Do you want to add any more to what you've already said? Well, it's not my album. I wish it was because uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be sat here chatting to you guys. I'd be off playing around the world. Thank you very much. Rich. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've been a sucker for sort of epic brooding indie rock for as long as it's existed, really. So um, going back to sort of the late 80s, um, or even mid-80s with people like Echo and the Bunnymen um, and the Smiths. Slightly gothic tinge this isn't, but it's got that kind of wistful, melancholic um, air to it, which mm. uh, I, I love. Nice, clean, deep uh, lead vocal. Doesn't necessarily have to be male, often is, um, to give it that sort of, I don't know, gravitas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the subject matter is all about sort of, um, you know, being a, a young lost man in a, in a settlement or village that they can't get out of. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I went through in my teenage years, which made me sort of fall in love with this kind of music. And um, as I was speaking to you guys off air when it was playing, I think that's why I really like this album. It's not in an area musically that I tend to listen to a lot these days. You know, I found myself um, not just in terms of my weight, but also the music that I listen to getting heavier as I get older. Um, But uh, yeah, so this brought me right back to sort of uh, my teenage years and early 20s and, you know, loved it. It's good songs, really well played. Lots of really nice sort of epic soaring guitars, you know, two or three guitars all sort of chuntering along quite happily. Um, the Scots do this kind of stuff really well. People like Idlewild, Brighton yeah. Rabbit, The Twilight Sad, um, you know, and even Mogwai to a certain extent uh, when they go all indie rock on occasions, uh, they do it well as well. When I heard us today, Rich, and I, I couldn't place a band and you just dropped it there, thankfully. Idlewild, that yes. came to mind when I listened to this today. Yeah. And obviously the Echo and the Bunny Men is all over it, but Idlewild was his vocal tone, I think, was was more that. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, and, yeah. You know, I mean, Rich Murphy might well puke in his mum's bin when I mention this word. There's a lot of early Snow Patrol in this as well. Um, now, Early Snow Patrol is actually quite good uh, before they became commercial and quite popular um, because it had the darkness. It still has to retain the darkness, no matter how faint it might be. Um, but, yeah, so it's 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 right in that area, which was my, along with, well, actually, I discovered this first and then Shoegaze and Goth came second sort of in the sort of mid to late 80s, early 90s. Um, but it's that, yeah, that kind of eerie, melancholic, powerful indie rock that mm. uh, that floats my boat. Um, it's, just, it's still a bit, it's still a bit uplifting in a way, though, isn't it? But yeah, heartwarming. Yeah, it's, it's nice, it even though it's melancholic, like. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. it's yeah. I think it's just uh, it's it's you could listen to it in any particular mood. I think, and it will take mm. you in one direction or the other. I think it'll you know if you're sad, it will make you sadder, and if you're happy, it will make you happier. I think. So uh, there you go. I I don't know if you guys are uh, particular fans, but I thought I'd bring something different to the table. No, I do like a bit of indie at times as well. I'm actually sad that you mentioned 
Snow Patrol is after throwing me a small bit. I wish I didn't hear that comparison <laughs> at all because it's there. No, I, I can't. I can't take the Snow Patrol. No disrespect to Snow Patrol fans or to their whatever. That's just not my thing. But yeah, I like this album as well. As you said, uh, Echo the Bunny Man is, is all over it. Beautiful indie. Velvety yeah. vocals. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Right. We're going to move on. So to album. Number eight on our top 12 essential albums. Uh, and we'll go to you, Rich Murphy. Yeah, slight change of tone. Um, we're going to an, a, another album where we took a track from earlier in in the year. Um, this is Distortions by Godthrim. Um, a nice bit of Yorkshire doom. And uh, we're going to listen to the first track, which is As Titans. Excellent. Right, guys, so there's album number eight in our 12 Essential Albums. Uh, Rich Murphy, a fucking super call. Tell us some more about this beast of an uh, album. As, as we said about a previous album, it's the one I keep going back to. Uh-huh. It's the one that keeps appearing on, oh, I really want to listen to that. It's obviously, because it's Hamish Glenn Cross, it's My Dying <laughs> Drive. It's got Paradise Lost. It's Anathema. It's Paul Bearer. It's, it's that whole doom yeah genre i know we don't like to use boxes but it's it's that coming back it, it's just a brilliant album the twin guitar melodies uh, i love it to bits um i could just keep going throwing you know superlatives at it yes it's such a heavy it's a beast of an album it's an absolute beast and when it kicks in yeah you just you just can't help but go oh yeah i love this yeah, we, we did review a track on the review room a couple of months ago. Like, and they must be one of the finest doom metal bands at the moment playing. You know, yeah. take away all the bands that have been returning for 20, 30 year tours and, and release of albums and all that. This this is nice to hear something like this. I know that the My Dying Bride influence is just all over it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, that, that's where they come from. That's and, where it you comes know, from. Cross and the drummer as well, Taylor Steele's mm. my, 
I don't bride. Um, yeah. It, but, but they bring something different with the vocals. The vocals with his wife Catherine singing as well. It, it, it to me, it's it's a it's a really good album, start to finish, and um, it's the one I keep going back to. Brilliant, brilliant. Tim, did you listen to this one yet? Yeah, yeah. Since uh, the re- review room, uh, the the song we did, uh, I listened to the whole album uh, over and over. So I loved it. I love it also. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to pull out the vinyl. Oh, sure. 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 No, sorry. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Unbelievable. I have Where's a couple you? of other waiting, but Where's your level of commitment? <laughs> I love the heavy riffs. So that's that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. So it works so well over it. It it, it really does hook you in. It's, mm. it's... Yeah. Again, a ten out of ten album. Go out through. Great stuff, guys. Thanks so much for that album. Brilliant. And that made it into our top 12. Right. Moving on to album number nine of our 12. This is my own choice. Uh, this is a band called November Might Be Fine. Came out of the blue for me this year. And uh, let's have a listen and see what you think. Okay, so that is album number nine of our 12 Essential Albums. And my God, this album hit me fucking like a ton of bricks this year, guys. It came out of nowhere. November might be fine as the name of the band. They hail from Poland. Uh, the album was called All. And it was, it was recorded between 2021 and 2023. And it was released in October of this year. Now, nine tracks and not two tracks are the same. This album has something different around every corner it's exciting melancholic and it's upbeat it's just a complete whirlwind of emotions lads when you when you hear it like you, it'll all make sense if you look through the track listing even and I'll, I'll name out the nine tracks they're called hope dream sorrow all fear grief none truth and love 
And I tell you, every single track triggers those emotions. It's that thought of this album is so complex and so well thought of. It's it's amazing. These guys, I've been in touch with them as well. They're recently buying their merchandise and also they are the nicest fellas, you know, dealing with merchandise and all that. They were so accommodating. Brilliant guys. I don't know how many people know of them. I only found out them through a friend of mine, uh, Jenny, who's always on supporting us through the review room and the Smashing Skull sessions. She's absolutely brilliant. And she just threw this my way. And she said, Pat, wait till you hear this. And when she tells me that, I fucking go and do it. And it was <laughs> incredible. So yeah, November might be fine, lads. Thanks so much for your music. And congratulations on getting in our top 12 essential albums. It's thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. Next, we're going to go to Tim for our 10th album. Tim, what do you want to bring to the table? Yes, um, a bit different than we are used to, um, perhaps on this channel. Um, it's a, a band called Softkill from America, the United States. Um, mostly uh, uh, post-punk um, sounding sounds, uh, and the song is called uh, "Behind the Rain." Excellent. Let's have a listen. Okay, there you have it, guys. That is album number 10 already, um, Soft Kill. Tim, tell us the reasons behind it and why you brought it to the table. Yeah, this song is uh, from the album uh, Meta World Peace. It's uh, released uh, this year, Discover. <laughs> there yes. There's the vinyl, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I was already following uh, this band, or actually this uh, one-man band by uh, Tobias Grave. But he uh, uses a lot of uh, uh, friends and guest musicians. Mm. Um, following it for a couple of years now, and yeah, I, I heard this album and I, I it stuck in my brain immediately. And uh, it's it, it's only thirty minutes long, mm. eight, eight songs, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, overall, ninety uh, eighties sound. Yeah. post-punk dark wave uh, um but with uh, contemporary 
sounds also with sampling and there's even a song with a, a, a yeah, a rapper on it, hip hop uh, singer. <laughs> you, you, just, you just wanted to say hip hop, but I got rapper in your head. Yeah, you got it in my brain. A rapper, yeah, the evil pimp <laughs> call. So it's so, and and it works. It works. You know, it's it's catchy as hell. Uh, the whole album, uh, I I play it over and over, and I sing it along, and uh, and and it's also it's sing along, and but yes. it's also very dark, uh, melancholic. The, the lyrics are about uh, his, uh, his past addictions and mental health, uh, so it's very personal. And I think his, his voice is very also warm and dark, like mm. in the 1980s uh, feeling. So yeah, I, I love the combinations, and uh, yeah, so it's it's, it's my uh, album uh, go uh, to album mm-hmm. this year. So uh, yeah, I love it. Is this the one you're singing and shouting in the car? So as you're driving, Tim, for people who are watching, yeah. Lip, lip reading in the shower in the car everywhere <laughs> yeah I, I just love how it sounds so much like um the cure i just hear the cure coming in and out oh, yeah. which 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 is so nice <laughs> to hear yeah it really is uh, i wasn't a fan of the hip-hop track myself your young evil pimp didn't do it for me like but um other than that i i totally enjoyed it too and again this is another one you reviewed tim isn't it during the year yep. for for the smashing skulls yeah absolutely Fantastic, fantastic. So there it is, Les. That is already uh, album number 10 um, from Softgill. And the album title is? Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. Thanks, uh, Tim, for bringing that one to the table. Right, Rich Bewley, um, your third album. Yes. And you should know uh, which one it is now because it's the last one. Don't be so smart. It is the last one, so <laughs> I can sort this out for myself, all by myself. So, yeah, this was uh, released on the 23rd of April on Bella Union Records. Um, so I'll give you an indication of what it might sound like. It's uh, a band called Silver Moth, who are a UK project who basically seven musicians, some quite well-known, some not, came together. Naffed off to the Outer Hebrides <clears throat> shortly after COVID lockdowns, mm. quite frustrated. Kind of went for a bit of a jam session and within the space of about an album, uh, space of about an album, space of about a week, produced an album um, and they called it Black Bay, which was the recording studio they they were jamming in. Mm. Um, tell you more about it in a minute. This is Excellent. the opening track from the album. It's called Henry.
There you go, guys. Album number 11, uh, Silver Mott. Keep going, Rich. Tell us some more. Yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, UK Project, seven members in the band, uh, with probably the most well-known being Stuart Braithwaite, guitarist from Mogwai and obviously founding member. Um, also, uh, the collective included Eddie Vine, who's a fairly well-known female multi-instrumentalist singer. Um, and also Elizabeth Electra, who's kind of chamber pop artist, vocalist, and also multi-instrumentalist, and then, you know, an accompanying band, um, all of whom have their own projects <clears throat> beyond this one. So they all decamped to uh, the Antiquities, um, produced a stunning album of, you know, it's kind of founded in post-rock, as you'd expect, with Stuart from Mogwai's yeah. influence, but it's so much more than that. Um, you know, there's a... There is a 15-minute post-rock epic that rivals Mogwai, Fear, Satan, or Like Herod in its epicness, um, if you're familiar with those two yeah, relatively famous Mogwai tracks. Um, yeah, I think there's only six songs on the album, uh, one of which is a pure Gaelic hymn um, recited by one of the members, I believe. Um and then you've got some dreamier stuff, a couple of dreamier tracks, mm. um, which again have got uh, that sort of Mogwai guitar line, that melancholic guitar line, yeah. brooding intensity, but without unleashing like Mogwai are known for, um, allowing the, the, the female vocalist to, uh, to give it that kind of dreamy air. So, yeah, really like the sort of, yeah, the, the, the shoegaze element that that provides, you know, without... You know, there's always that threat of things exploding and they never quite do. So, um, yeah, just unfortunately, they played live in November about six or seven dates in places that you wouldn't even dream yeah. of being on the on the radar, like Top Ness down in Devon, for example, okay. that I know quite well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they sold out very, very quickly, as you would imagine. So yeah. hopefully they'll do another tour at some point. But it's an excellent album. Um, it's... I mean, as you would imagine, anything that's got Mog, a member of Mogwai involved in it would immediately get my attention because they're probably one of my, if not my favourite band of all time. Um, and yeah, it's got ambient moments, it's got psychedelic moments, it's got post-rock moments, it's got some chamber pop courtesy of Elizabeth Electra because that's the kind of stuff she's released her own album this year, which is worth checking out. If you mm. like her vocals, um, it's a very special record. It's probably my record of the year okay. overall um, in terms of, as we are judging it by, how often I've gone back to it since it's released in April. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I only listened to it for the first time today, Rich, on, yeah. based on your recommendation. Um, mm. it, it can be heavy, but, but still very delicate, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, and that's that's the Mogwai element you can you can you know Mogwai do that to perfection that that type of idea where they can be heavy but yet there's a delicacy about their sound yeah I liked what I heard I'll definitely be all over this and um, once the Christmas comes in I get a few days off and listen yeah, to some music yeah right would you believe last run album number 12 of our 12 essential albums of 2023 now this one might take a week to get through <laughs> <laughs> i leave it all in the cable hands of rich murphy to tell us more about it rich yeah uh, so for me uh the, the my final selection is bell witch um with uh 
Future Shadow Part 1, The Clandestine Gate, which is a nice, uh, snappy little 83-minute track. Um, it's actually Part 1. There are intended to be three parts, and the idea is that the three parts will form a loop that you can play endlessly, so it will be a four-hour loop of music. Insane. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about it a bit more in a minute. Yeah, here's 45 seconds worth. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get a thorough idea. Yeah. <laughs> so you can really feel the album, yeah. <laughs> I'll just do the first 45 seconds, actually. With like, it'll just be an organ. Yeah, you, there you have it. I want to talk about the organ. I want to talk about the organ, because presumably that's where the third one's going to end, and it'll just... So album number 12, Rich Bellwitch, tell us why you brought this behemoth of an album. I've spent a lot of time listening to their previous album, Mirror Reaper, which is about six years ago. That was another 83-minute album, actually a second shorter than this, which they did deliberately by putting a second of silence into this album. (laughs) Um, All the little tinkers. I know. Um, and I'm fooling the people, they are fooling the people. <laughs> Got you there. What? <laughs> I knew what, this was out. Sorry. I knew this was out and I hadn't really listened to it. Um, I hadn't had the time to sit down and do it justice because it isn't the sort of thing you just pop on in the car or for five minutes, you've really got to sit and, and listen to it. Um, until we went to see them at Arc Tangent. And just before that, I really sat and listened to it and loved it. Uh, myself and Rich saw them where they played the 40-minute radio edit in the tent. Um, and it, it was it was haunting. In the, in the tent, it was just fascinating. There wasn't a lot happening, obviously, but you were sort of drawn into it and captivated by, by the music. Um, I, it starts with that sort of organ dirge, you know, sitting there and... That's where it's going to end the, the whole four minute, four minute, four hour cycle. And you can see what they're trying to do. It's dark, it's brooding, but it's actually quite subtle. And it, it changes subtly every few minutes. It's got these segments because otherwise it isn't just the same. There are all these subtle stretches of rhythm and it contracts again and um, it keeps you hooked and there's something different. I found myself since we saw them. Every time I'm doing something at home where it doesn't, you, you're not going to listen to music, it's on. Mm-hmm. It's what I put on in the background. 
if I go for a walk somewhere, if I'm out for work and I've got to sit on a train for four, you know, two hours, it's on. It's what I do when there's nothing else happening. And when you sit and listen to it like that, if you go for a walk with it in your headphones, there's so much happening in it. It's it's a really, really fascinating piece of music. It deserves your undivided attention, Rich, I think, doesn't it? You know, to get through an hour and a half almost of music and understand that you need you need time. You you do need time, but once yeah. you, I think once you've got it, you can put it on in the background and it 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 gets into you. Mm. It gets into you. I, I think it's fascinating. It is the reason it's here is because I've listened to it that much. If you look, if you look at you know, the time you spent listening to it, it is the one I've listened to. It's my top track of the year in terms of how many times I've listened to it on my. Okay. So that's not in terms of the number of minutes that you've listened to it, then, because it would qualify as first after one listen, presumably. No, it's number of times. So I must have listened <laughs> to it more than everything else combined. <laughs> exactly, three times will do it. Yeah. yeah. Has anybody else listened to the whole track yet? No, I haven't. I'll be no, honest, no. I haven't. No. But I will, again, I have a lot to listen to over this Christmas period, but <laughs> I will be giving it giving it time if I can. Well, when the other two parts of the album are out, we can have a four-hour listening party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll be a lot of drink knock back at that, I'd say. <laughs> yes, bring the booze, Rich. I might be up for that. Right, so there we have it, guys. There's our 12 albums done, 12 essential albums of 2023. And just to recap on the bands, because, you know, there's a lot there. As I mentioned, Eucrit, uh, Phantom Winter, Din of Celestial Birds, Dorothea Cottrell, Dowen, A Pregnant Light, There Will Be Fireworks, God Trim, November Might Be Fine, Soft Kill, Silver Moth, and Bellwitch. I mean, talk about diversity, lads, and... Nice no. list. It is fantastic, really is. Like, and it's a huge range of music, isn't it? It's what this is all about, isn't it? You know, this all stems from reviewing, reviewing music from all genres and all places. Yes. That roll call there is something special, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, definitive in terms of where we're coming from individually as well, which I think was, you know, not deliberate because, you know, we picked our three favourite records from this year, but um, it's it's... It's good to see the breadth of music that, that we're bringing yeah. to the table, I think. Yeah, I mean, like we do all sort of have our roots in various places, and we all, but we all have passed through this post-rock mm. world. But again, we, we still have our other places we go to, you know, and it just goes to show there. I mean, I don't think there's many places you will find an album of the year list or essential album list that'll be as diverse as that. Mm-hmm. I don't think any. Can you? Mm. I don't think so, no. 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 So well done, us. Yes, gold star. Well done, us. Good well, I us. suppose, look, it's not the end of it because, you know, we want to finish with one or two other items. I want to talk about the most highly anticipated album that's of 2024. Have you been looking ahead at all at what's coming? Or is there some band that you know are going to be dropping something that you were yeah. impatient I've got a with? couple. I've got a couple, if you don't mind me kicking off. Um, of course we don't. Uh, one of my favourite post-rock bands is uh, the New Zealand band Jacob. Mm. Their last album was 2014. They're not exactly prolific, but they've been recording for at least a couple of years. And my brother, who emigrated, not because he's a Jacob fan, although he was, because um, that would be commitment, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, he saw them in Auckland a couple of weeks ago and they played a couple of new tracks which sound oh. absolutely fantastic. 
um, just what you would expect Jacob to be serving up, you know, on their next album, they deliver in spades. I'll send you the videos, Pat. Do uh, Jesus, do I'll yeah. Send, well, I'll send them to all of you. I'll stick them on the, uh, on the group chat because, um, yeah, I love this band, and I'm hoping they have either recorded it already or are going to record and release it next year. So that's that's one I'm hoping to look forward to. Also, I am looking forward to. And the other one um, is back to my shoegaze roots, actually. Um, the Belgian band um, who disappointed me with their last album because they kind of went a bit electronic. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it was just a bit too light for me, whereas their first album was just skyscraping guitars and brooding vocals, much in the sort of um, traditional early 90s shoegaze vein, strong vocalist as well, a band called New Moon. Mm. Um, and they've released a couple of tracks. I think the album's out in March. Don't ask, don't ask me what the album's called, but it's all one word, New Moon. Looking forward to that as well. Nice, nice. Um, Tim? Yeah, I think we have the, the same... Uh... One of the one of the same, a swarm of the sun. We absolutely do, yeah. Really looking forward hearing new stuff from these guys. Yeah, you can already follow uh, on Instagram. Uh, they're in the in the studio now with all the uh, trumpets and horns and <laughs> all kinds of different uh, instruments. So I'm looking forward to that and uh, to the new uh, Impure Wilhelmina. Mm. I nice. really love that band also and. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to that album. Excellent. Yeah, as you mentioned, the swarm of the sun, Tim. The excitement, seeing clips, seeing the band together in the studio, as you said, seeing the instruments they're using. These guys are going to bring something special. You just know it, like. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I'm not disappointed, but I, I reckon we won't be. So I can't wait for that. Olhava are releasing something early January an album. I can't wait to hear that. And I suppose, let's be honest, if these trees could talk, there's rumblings, mm. they're playing festivals. I'm hoping that all means there's new music to accompany their travels. So, yeah, I suppose we, we could name loads, but that's yeah. the begins. And for me, apart from a song of the sun, which I think is anticipated widely. Yes. I think I've got two that probably aren't going to happen in 2024, but we can but hope. Um, one is... Um, Future Shadow Part 2 from Bellwitch, continuing the theme, because I want to put okay. that uh, thing together. And the other one is, I wish Winter Sun released Time 2 at some point in their lives. Okay. In nine years in the making. Um, will it ever happen? We don't know. But maybe 2024 is the year. Maybe, maybe. Nine years. <laughs> I'm not yeah. holding out too much hope here. <laughs> <Tell me honest. laughs> They might wait for the 10th, actually, yeah. They wait for that 10-year anniversary, will they? Maybe. Possibly, possibly. Right. Let's go back to this year. Your best live performance of the year. And we start with you, Rich B, again, seeing as you kicked off the first one there. Have you got one? Yeah, absolutely. It's. I would only have to think about this. It's high lung at Arc Tangent. I'm second in that. Yeah. Yeah. for the, I don't know how you could possibly describe this experience. They're on stage for 90 minutes and um, it was not gig. It was theatrical performance with 30 musicians or artists, including dancers on stage. And it was absolutely mesmerizing. Anyone that's seen 
I knew nothing of this act um, mm -hmm. prior to the festival or prior to them being announced for the festival, Art Tangent. And Rich saying, oh, my God, Highland are playing. I've always wanted to see Highland. He told me a little bit about them, but nothing prepared me for what I witnessed um, in Bristol in August. It was sensational. It was, and, and I've read lots of live reports, and I recommend that if you if you if you're unfamiliar, do the same. Check out some YouTube videos, and uh -huh. you'll just it's like being at your own pagan ritual. Basically, yeah. it's just phenomenal. I mean, the crowd reaction at the end. I've never seen a crowd reaction at a festival. There were people in tears, hugging each other. It was, you know, screaming out, you know, crying yeah. out for more. It was, it was, it was amazing. Wow, sounds fascinating. It doesn't yeah. completely steal my thunder because that was the one I was going to go with as well. Sorry, mate. It's all right. I, I could repeat every word, but the, the the audience reaction at the end wasn't a cheer. It was like a goal celebration at football, and <laughs> I had never witnessed that at a gig before. It was um, it was a roar. Uh, you just don't get that, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I can't remember what they said that they had to sign to say they could use. There had to be human nudity, uh, simulated human sacrifice, and they had to be able to use human bones as instruments. <laughs> it, it was fascinating. It was riveting. You couldn't take your eyes off it. The, the drummers at the back, we call them drummers, percussionists, uh -huh. yeah. who were using all sorts of stuff, just moving for 90 minutes, just beating the instruments, just beating them, beating them. It, mm. was, it was tribal. It was phenomenal. And, yeah, not witnessed anything like it ever. Yeah. Never to be forgotten. So, really, that's not even just in 23. Well, we but yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've both said that, when they are playing in Europe, they get the UK, you know, we would fly, you know, virtually anywhere in Europe to go and see that again. Um, it was sensational. Will it be the same again, though, Rich, do you think? I don't know. I don't you know. know was was that a moment to, in time for you to? I'm prepared to take a risk. Yeah, yeah. I was only about four pints in, so it wasn't even fueled by beer, my enjoyment yeah. You know, it was uh, it was because it was day two. Was it day two? It was day two. Yes, day two. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we didn't Brilliant. go mad, and uh, it was it was just wonderful. Outstanding. Tim, have you uh, a favorite performance of the year? Yeah, absolutely. And it's I think quite the opposite of uh, Heilung. Uh, it was a one man uh, acoustic so solo acoustic uh, performance from uh, Patrick Walker. Um, <laughs> From his, uh, he used to be in in, in Warning, his Doom band, and and now also in a Forty Watt Sun, mm -hmm. um, and he played a solo solo acoustic show in uh, Antwerp. And I went there with my best mate, and we booked a hotel, and it was a very uh, intimate setting with a small stage, only forty people, fifty people, I think, wow. there. Um, there was a, 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 a small bar with special craft beer, you know, and they had a, a whole section of vinyl you can browse through. So it is, it is all from music lovers for music lovers, you know, and 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 uh, yeah, his voice and his the, the lyrics and wow, it was yeah, it was goosebumps all over uh, yeah. the whole 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 night. 
it was so intimate and uh, emotional and uh, i was we were sitting there on a bar stool you know a couple of meters from the stage and everybody was there in the same atmosphere and the same mm. uh, pace and and and, and, yeah. and uh, so it was it was uh, amazing and it was a cool thing that uh, Patrick was uh, talking about walking in the in the city uh, that day, and he saw posters hanging that Ari Maiden would play next week, and he he mentioned that uh, Summer in Time was his most favorite heavy metal uh, album uh, ever. So I so I shouted, "Play Wasted Years," <laughs> and he tuned his guitar and he played the whole song. You know, ah, uh, no way, man! That's crazy. That's everybody crazy. was singing along. Yeah, it was a special. Uh, special night and uh yeah it was it was a great 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 performance yeah. brilliant brilliant i was supposed to see him in dublin as well actually on that yeah. tour i had my ticket and i couldn't get there um i had to i actually gave it away to someone in the end yeah so i'm gutted i'm delighted that somebody actually got to witness and and enjoy and savor the moment because i'd say it was going to be i, I knew it was going to be something special yeah yeah i'm gutted gutted i'll be honest but um mm-hmm. for me I've seen a lot of music this year and I suppose Dunk always plays a big park, lads, as you all know. But I think we lost to C's performance this year. Like, I've seen him do departure songs back in, was it 2017? I've yeah. seen him twice more since. And then I saw him on this fourth occasion and it was the best I've ever seen him. There was an energy about them. There was a love coming from the audience to them. And they reciprocated it back, and it was just an amazing night. They just topped off an amazing weekend, like. But yeah, we lost to see. I agree. Towers yeah. was just astounding, wasn't it? Towers was an absolute juggernaut of a track. Like I mean, <laughs> we always talk about the big tracks that they play from departure songs being the big finale, but Towers, I won't say Eclipse. That's too strong, but it just topped them. They open with Challenger, and it, it, from then it just. Yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it didn't dip after Challenger, which takes some doing. But when yeah. when you see the band though, and when you watch them individually, like they were so into it, weren't they? They were yeah, so yeah. caught up in the moment. It was just it just all happened at the right time. It's just one of those, yeah, one of those special shows. So that has to go down for me as my best performance of the year. Good place to end. Nice place to end, and please God, we'll be witnessing it all again in May. Absolutely. Right, that's it, guys. That's our show wrapped up for 2023. As we said, 12 fantastic albums released this year. <laughs> Apologies for mentioning fucking tracks half the night, it's just habit, force of habit. Uh, Rich B, Rich M, Tim, thanks so much, guys. And um, really appreciate your time, loved your input. I always look forward to this show and it, it's a fucking joy to chat with you it really is no the feeling's mutual yeah do you yeah. still have to mention the, the sponsors or <laughs> i don't i've actually we've actually created a new edit where i've actually pre-recorded that one piece <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so thanks thanks for the reminder tim <laughs> i'm that fucking predictable huh <laughs> but I will thank though as we're here I do want to thank Richie Dewey who does, does edit and produce all these and then um, fuck he had his work cut out with me there during the year with, with edits and stuff and uh, and yourself says you weren't perfect either by the way absolutely right <laughs> nearly there nearly there so that's it everybody else thanks for tuning in over 2023 uh, I hope you enjoyed the 12 albums we brought to the table if you haven't heard them as we fucking say every time 
go check it out on Bandcamp. See you awesome. Take care. Happy Christmas. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers.